Greetings, my name is Walford Kaufman. I'm the pastor of Southside Baptist Church in Gaffney, South Carolina, and welcome to our online sermon. Well, today we're going to be looking at John, the 15th chapter, verses 1 through 8. John 15, 1 through 8. We've been working through a pretty good sermon series. Of course, I'm going to say that because I'm the one doing the preaching, but called The Foundation, Building on What God Has for Us to Live Out His Word Today. And so, uh, what adventure this been? Uh, we first started with Jesus teaching us about humility as He washed the disciples' feet. And then He talked about the disciples loving each other, that they would, people would know that they were followers of Jesus, that, they, that these people loved God because of the way they treated each other. And then uh, for Jesus to comfort His disciples by saying that He was the way. So many times when we're confused and don't know which way to go, it's great to know exactly how to go. And that is through Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. And then last time we looked at the Holy Spirit. Not to be fearful of the Holy Spirit, but that we have the Holy Spirit as our advocate that one to guide us and lead us and direct us in so many ways. So all of this scripture that I've been going through the past couple weeks, actually in real time, was just a few hours. They're having that meal in the upper room and all that went on there. Now they've journeyed out of the upper room and making their way to the Garden of Gethsemane. That's right, that place of prayer, but also where Jesus would be arrested. And so as they're going there, Jesus seems to end up being a, a Clemson graduate. I don't know what part of the country or what country you may be watching or listening is, but Clemson, that's kind of what we call the Agricultural School of South Carolina of the United States. But there we see that uh, uh, Jesus uses some agricultural terms. Uh, specifically, he talks about vines and fruit and all that goes on with that. So with this terminology, we have to ask why. These disciples that were walking with Him, they were not those that worked uh, in the vineyards. These were people who, most of them were fishermen. Oh, well, there was one here and one there, but most of them were fishermen. But many believe it was because of the route that Jesus was taking. As He went by the uh, temple... On the doors of the temple were carved these great vines. I mean, just very picturesque, very beautiful vines. And then as they would have passed by the Golden Gate, even larger uh, carvings of vines were there. But as they made their way out of Jerusalem, as they made their way out, the, the, all around Jerusalem were these, were these vines. You know, you think of the fruit that would have come from them. So did he walk by and maybe a leaf or vine or branch that he took? So was this a time to teach? Yes, it was. Is it a time to teach his disciples? Is it a time to teach us? And so what was this message that he was trying to share with us? Why do we need to hear this message today? If we're going to be about God's work, not sightseers, not just passerbyers, but those who want to serve the Lord, live for Him. We need to be connected. We need to be connected to the vine, to the branches. Think about this. 
Oh, well, you know, most of us in this day and time, I, I know I've done a survey in, in our church, very few folks grew up on a farm. Very few folks have a garden. So let's put it just for a moment. Look at this kind of concept. It's like being connected to the power source. Huh? How many times we've done something in the house? TV's, oh, the TV's messed up. Well, it's unplugged. The washing machine's not working. It's unplugged. I've got to buy me a new iron. Guess what? It was unplugged. We need to be connected to the power source. Same thing in our Christian walk. That we are to be connected with Jesus Christ. See, Jesus did not save us to make us a little independent type Jesuses. We are to be connected to Him. So if you've got a, a problem today about your power spiritually, let's rejoice today. Let's rejoice very, this very moment that we can be plugged back in to that power source right now. Let's get connected. Let's read God's Word. John, the 15th chapter, verse 1. I am the vine, the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me and also remain in you, and I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. I think we need to remember that, don't we? Do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish. And it will be done for you. This is my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. I mean, if I just want to wrap this up right now, you need to go somewhere else. And I'll just remember this, uh, that we are to show ourselves to be disciples. Wow. That's a whole new ball game for many people. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, today, let us realize that we are to live out this witness. I know a lot of folks that have good intentions. I know folks that made decisions many years ago. But right now, there is no fruit being made known in their lives. Today, Lord, let us serve You. Let us live it out. Let's be a witness that everybody will know. That person, that person, that person is a believer. Let us live this out. Let us learn from this Scripture. In Jesus' name, Amen. So as we look at this, we see the first thing is the need for real relationships with God. Real relationships with God. In verse 2, it says, He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Look at that. This is not a verse for lost people. Now, today, if you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can come to know Him in a very personal way. Confess your sin and invite Jesus into your heart. But that's just the beginning. Please remember that. Now, it's, 
You get the firm foundation of Jesus Christ who saves. But you're to be growing. But this, what we have here right now, is for those who are followers of Jesus Christ. This scripture ought to wake us up as believers, churchgoers, those at least had their names on the roll. Wake up! Wake up! For this is for his disciples, his followers. It's for us. You know what to do, right? Confess your sins. Invite Jesus into your heart. That puts us in a relationship with Jesus. And with that relationship with Jesus, we're escorted up to the very presence of God who forgives us because of what Jesus has done for us and us trusting Him in our hearts. But realize that relationship does not end there. It does not end there. We are to stay connected to Jesus for eternity. And that's a blessing. That's, that's, that's not a, a problem. That's not a chore. That's really a blessing. And to be open to the Father to work in our life. How many people today, think about it, I love Jesus, but God, don't you tell me what to do. God, no, 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 no. This is the way I want to do. I mean, can you imagine that? Uh, I started giving an example, but I thought that might be a, not a good example in this day and time. You know what I'm talking about? How many children are telling the fathers and the mothers what to do in this day and time? That's not the way it's supposed to be. Fathers and mothers are supposed to tell the children what to do. Our Heavenly Father, all power, all majesty, He is to direct our lives. And so here we have, now the NIV says here, and my Father is the gardener. Well, I, I like the NIV because it's a little bit easier to understand. Maybe you don't know churchy uh, type language and all this. Uh, but another way to look at it, and some translation has this, is a, a vine dresser. See, now I think of a gardener. Gardener is somebody, and I, I, a lot of this happens around where I live. People will hire somebody off the streets to come and work in their garden. Basically, go down through the garden and hoe the weeds out, pull the weeds out, whatever it could be, put a little fertilizer, pull a bit of, uh, of water, and then go on. But a vine dresser, is an expert in knowing what to do with vines. To prune them, huh? to nourish them, to make sure they've got everything they have to grow. So I like that concept even better. An expert in vines. And so, um, see, a, a gardener reads the book of what to do. The vine dresser wrote the book of what to do. And I want to tell you what, our Heavenly Father wrote the book, didn't He? So our relationship, to be real, to love, to serve, and let me say that third word, grow, G-R-O-W, grow. That's what we're to do. This leads us to the need for reproduction. The need for reproduction. A vine has one distinct purpose. Some say to bear fruit. The truth is, a vine does not bear fruit. A vine provides the care to the branches, and the branches produce the fruit. So if Jesus is the vine, we are the branches. We are the ones to reproduce, and yes, produce fruit. Yes, Jesus is the vine. We're the branches. So we 
are the fruit. So where's the fruit? See, we look at this. No fruit, no good. That's basically it. No fruit, no good. Um, well, those the believers, uh, think about it. Um, that's for believers. That concept there. Let's go back to, to verse um, 3. Look at that verse 3 again. It says, You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me and also remain in you. So what we see here, no fruit, no good. This is a scripture we can say for believers, not for lost people. Jesus is saying, you're already clean. He's referring back to, you know when he washed the disciples' feet? And one disciple said, no, 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 me wash all of me. And Jesus said, you're clean except for I need to wash your feet as a lesson. He was telling them they're already clean. This is people that already know Jesus Christ. Uh, so he's talking about us. See, if you know Jesus as your Savior, you're already clean because you've been washed by the blood of Jesus. But no fruit, no good. But see, what's, what's God calls us to do is produce. So we see fruit is a good start. That's the beginning. That's the, that's the minimum. That's where we begin. So this is where it all begins. From the day you were saved, you were attached to the vine. The day that you invited Jesus Christ into your heart, you were attached to the vine. But if you want to move from being just bearing some fruit to the idea of more fruit, oh, think about it. You have to be, I know, listen, listen carefully. You have to be pruned. You have to be pruned. But see, more fruit means God's glory. More fruit, God's glory. Being pruned sounds like it could hurt. And I want to tell you something. From a worldly point of view, yeah, it does. But from a heavenly point of view, it's beautiful. Because it's like getting your hair cut. It's like getting your teeth clean. It's like going and getting the, the doctor to give you the medicine you need. It's just what you need. That's what a pruning is all about. And so... To cut off what is not needed. Hmm? To cut off what is dying in us. To cut off what is diseased in us. So many times we have a plant, something we put in our yard, something we put in the garden, maybe it's a house plant and all this, and there's a leaf and it's starting to get diseased. We just leave it there, right? No, we remove that leaf. What about other things in our lives that need to be pruned from us to make us stronger? to make us better, to bear more fruit. Yes, to bear fruit for His glory. For His glory. Folks, I, let me say this. This is not for us to become super saints. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, He is trying to be holier than thou. No, He's trying to be more like Jesus. No, the way she acts, no, if she's allowing God to prune her life, it's only to make her a believer, a, a better believer for Jesus Christ. Some people say that's, that's what you do when you get older. You know, you know the old folks like that preacher? You know, all he's got, one, he's just one slip away, right into heaven. Uh, this is not for just old people like the preacher. It's for every age person to allow themselves to be pruned. The day we invited Jesus into our heart is the day that we should have invited God 
prune from me everything that needs to be removed. And you know what? For the rest of our lives on this earth, we're to pray that same prayer. God, whatever needs to be removed, remove it from us. So it leads us next to the need for responsibility. When you really look at it, it's not that hard. Because I see, I, I see responsibility, it means I've got to work harder, I've got, I got more things to do and all this. When we see we turn everything over to Jesus, it's really easier. It's really easier for us to think about it. It's when we try to do things ourselves, when we try to guide our lives on our own, that's when it's really hard. But attached to the vine, Jesus does all the work. We just hold on to the one that's holding on to us. Yes, even the pruning will bless us. So what is our responsibility? The first one is to abide. Now I know the NIV says to remain. Remain is a good word. I have no problem with that word. But abide just kind of like, it makes it sound so more important. I mean, think about that, to abide. To abide in Jesus. What does that mean? Well, one is to be in Jesus and Jesus in you. Well, Jesus is already in me. I've invited my heart. Do other people know it? So be in Jesus. And then to be saved, that's so important. And then to see, to be in prayer, to be in deep prayer, to be in study of the Word of God, and to then let His Word direct every moment of our life. How important. Worship and praise. Oh, worship and praise is not that important. Let me just take you, set you out here by yourself, and you do all your worshiping and all your praising by yourself. That's good for a while. But there's a time for you, and I, I'm sharing this because I know this is an online sermon. You may have to have this because of your health. It might be because of your work setting. But there's a time you need to be in worship and praise with other believers in Jesus Christ. That's a part of a pruning process to help you so much more. Think about that. And then, besides abiding uh, in Jesus there, we need to yield to God's will. To totally surrender to God's will. Uh, I'm thinking of youth. Maybe you remember your youthful days. Maybe you are a youth. You remember when the parents said, if you borrow the family car, you bring it back full. Okay? How many of you have stood there putting the gas in and looking inside and time that little needle got to that F, I mean the little tiny part of F, you stop. Now you do know if you kept on going, you could put another couple of gallons in there sometimes. But no, you brought it back, it's on full. Were you really yielding to your parents? What about the parents tell you, you got to clean up your room? So what do you do? You stuff everything under the bed, in the closet. You stuck it somewhere that you're going to forget about it. But you did what the parents said. What about when they say something to you to do something? You say, yes, ma'am. No, sir. Whatever it is. But you mumble under your breath. Okay, now if youth will do that to their parents, 
What do we as believers do to our Heavenly Father? Are we truly yielding to His way? Yes, yield with joy. And so that He knows what is best. That He knows what is best. Here is the beauty of abiding. Here's the beauty of yielding to the Lord. We don't have to worry about the quality of the fruit. We don't have to worry about the quantity of the fruit. We just hold on to that vine. Or the vine holds on to us. See, we're abiding and we're yielding. Abiding in the Lord Jesus Christ and we're yielding to God's pruning. Don't worry about say, well, I've got to do this. I've got to, I've got to win so many people to the Lord. You don't have to worry about numbers. You don't have to worry about numbers at all. You just trust in the Lord. And the Lord will do His work His way and how it's going to be done through Him in you. That's what's so wonderful. The vine is working through us to bear the fruit. No pressure. Quantity and quality. Don't worry about that. The Lord will take care of that. And then the need to realize. See, this message goes a long way, doesn't it? Think about it. Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. A lot of impact there. But there's some consequences this scripture shares with us. Consequences. Well, one is when we become disconnected, we're thrown away. We're thrown away. Now, for a believer, we're not talking about you losing your salvation. We're not talking about you being thrown into hell. But it's God coming down heavy on us. It is God discipline us. We can lose fellowship with God. Now, will God leave us? He said He will never forsake us. But sometimes God, like a, a parent, is kind of, kind of angry. I'm not going to pay you attention for a while. You're going to learn a lesson. And how many of you are trying to still learn that lesson? See, sometimes we can come dead and dried up. There's also a consequences, though, of being connected. You're disconnected, weathered up, dried up, thrown away. But see, what about being connected? Connected, it says, I better read it because you might not believe this. You might not even believe this. It says, uh, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish. I'll go ahead and underline that. Uh, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Woo! Wow! Look at that, verse 7, it's there. So maybe you want to call me that prosperity preaching preacher. PPP, the prosperity preaching preacher. But here's the key. It says, ask whatever you wish. That's not where the sentence began. That is not where the sentence began. It, it says, if you remain in me, if you abide in him, if he is the one in control of your life, in my words, the teachings of the, our, the precious Bible, the word of God is utmost in your life, then he will answer. Then he will answer. No, 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 no. The Scripture says, ask whatever you wish. I'm going to ask for uh, uh, to win the lottery. I'm going to ask that, you know, uh, I better not say a few things, but you know what? I'm talking about things that totally out of God's will. And that's it. If you ask for those things, God's not abiding in you. The Word is not abiding in you. 
But when you let Jesus abide in you, and His Word is utmost in your life, then whatever you ask for, that's the key. And how good that answer will be. Today, are you bearing fruit? Are you bearing fruit for the Lord? Let Him lift you up. There's a concept I read in preparing for this about the vine dresser. When they see these vines and they get too close to the ground, instead of bearing fruit, what happens is their the branches go down into the ground. And when it does that, their nourishment starts coming from that, that ground instead of the vine. And there's a problem. But what a vine dresser will do will come and pick these vines up from the ground, wash them off, tie them up off of the ground where their nourishment comes from the vine. Today, is your fulfillment coming from things of this world? Is your fulfillment coming from the desires of your own heart? Let Jesus lift you up from those things and wash you off, cleanse you up, and let Him tie you away from the things of this world and let you get your nourishment from Him. Today, are you bearing fruit? How many of you need to be pruned today? You know, prune. That's letting God come in and cut those things out of your life you don't need anymore. But I like it. Yeah, but if that liking you is leading you to problems, He needs to cut it out. Well, everybody else is doing it. Well, does you want everybody else to live a life like that? Be pruned today. There's some things that need to be cut out. Tell the Lord. He already knows. He just wants you to confess it. And then, isn't it great to have the perfect one today who can prune us? The perfect one to do that today. Not, not the world, not, the, not our family, not our friends, but God who loves you. That's what they said about a vine dresser that's so wonderful. They know their vines. They know each one. And they know what it needs. God knows what you need today. Trust in Him. Believe in Him. And yield to Him today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Your precious Word, we just thank You now for how You're gonna, You want, You desire to work in our life. And Lord, uh, we keep thinking, it's, oh, it's all for You, but Lord, You created us, and You know what brings us joy. You know what brings us purpose. And so let us yield to You today. Guide us. Lord, I don't know when this person is going to watch this or listen to this, but Lord, I just pray right now that today, they will truly abide in You. They will yield to You. And thank You what You're going to do in their life. In Jesus' name, Amen. So if you made a decision to trust Jesus or to come back home to Him, uh, maybe to have some things pruned out of your life, isn't it great you don't have to confess that before me? But hey, I love to know if decisions have been made. So if you would, you can text me, call me. 864-812-0073. That's 864-812-0073. Or you can send me an email at pastor at gaffneysouthside.com. Pastor at gaffneysouthside.com. May the Lord bless you and let the pruning begin. But remember, 
is just to make you better.